I kind of love the fact that we're kind of sitting under the skirt of the art centre and this is a place for process and development for artists and it's state governments own this land for like since the 80s and it did actually house Roy Ground's office when he was designing and building the art centre and I kind of love the idea that testing grounds might be testing grounds kind of thinking about opportunism and artists working on sites where there's change occurring and then temporary activation like this. Yep. So, so where does temporary sit in the equation for Southbank when you when you think about it, Sky? So I guess it's the overlap between public, publicly owned space and, and private space and often that transition um, with what we're seeing in the rest of the city at the moment with Melbourne Metro Works, etc. People are really impacted by disruption in the city and so if, if a site is to sit, I guess, underutilised for a period of time, it does impact people's quality of ex experience in the city. And so the way in which activation through, in this case, creative practice and involved creative practice, I think is a really fantastic way of giving people both a changing experience as well as making them part of the longer term change within the city. And sometimes we get propositions in terms of temporary parks and in some ways, you can't really make a temporary cheap space within the city. Things have to be robust enough to be maintained and be use, properly useful for people. So to have an example like this where it, it is closed at night and there, then there are people actively managing it, that gives a much better, um, I guess, quality of experience for the, for the public to actually participate in something that they learn something People are testing stuff here. I know that we've had some of our urban forest programs um, look at the performance of different trees um, in an urban environment. So there's you know, some trees that we are experimenting with that are located through the site here. So it's, it gives a way of saying, well, we might not be able to commit to a permanent change, but let's have a look at um, putting something in place and monitoring how it goes. And I think we'll see that more with things like the, Innovate, the Melbourne Innovation District around Parkville and City North to look at how do we do some of those things in the public realm. I was just, I'm thinking about how you make design spaces for artists to plug in. And I know we talked previously about VCA uh, performance students having yeah. spaces to actually do rehearsals, but in the public realm. Yeah. So, And there's a, there's a constant maturing of what are the techniques that we use for that. So we, we permit people to busk. We give people events permits to do certain things in the city. People can obviously do their own free impromptu activities, but then there's limitations on the impact that those things can have both time-wise and what other people's expectations is of it not disrupting whatever they're doing as well. And then there's also our own programming of, of public spaces like with the Christmas um, events and those types of things. So I think there's a whole spectrum of techniques through which you can both promote, enable and um, have, I guess, parameters for managing some of those things so that if someone wants to put something temporarily in a public space, how how do we manage that so that you know whoever comes past doesn't clean it up before it was anticipated it would be there. So it's things like the graffiti in laneways and all that kind of stuff, which is part of a careful tolerance of behaviour. It's sometimes unclear where those tipping points are between saying it's graffiti which is damaging property um, and then also something which you know is really enlivening the city and bringing a whole lot of visitors to the place. 
But those tensions are pretty exciting. And by that, that idea of you've got regulations, but then also spaces for tactical intervention, and that point where there isn't clear-cut rules. Yeah. I think that's what makes the city so yeah. exciting yeah. in terms of uh, the built form, but also then how artists engage with it. Yeah. This concludes our walk, exploring the relationship between the design of our public spaces and the commissioning of public art by the city. We've walked through a city site undergoing immense change with our guest guy, illustrating key concerns and future considerations for artistic activation and engagement to transform everyday experiences of this precinct into an extraordinary one. Many thanks to Sky Haldane for her insights, M Pavilion for hosting Public Art Field Guide, Sophie Gleason for audio production, and RMIT School of Design for their technical support.